Welcome back to the Go Be Wyoming podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Zach. We are your hosts as third generation Wyomingites. We saw the need for a Wyoming focused show highlighting Wyoming values and morals. We are dedicated to bringing you the people, businesses, places, and organizations that embody what it means to go be Wyoming. This is episode 88. It is Friday, January 22nd. Um, we're going to, we're going to mash up together the Sheridan and Johnson County news into all into one Zach. Um, we've got a lot of state news to recap. So, um, yeah, that way it's kind of all in one spot for everybody. Nice. Um, first we're going to go to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by alpha graphics here in Sheridan. They offer a full variety of, uh, printing services that can be large format, color printing, digital printing. They also offer any marketing needs. So that can be social media web design, uh, mail, like mail campaigns. So give uh, Alpha Graphics a call here in Sheridan. Our episode is also brought to you by DYT Solutions, offering custom digital marketing solutions for your company or brand. Sheridan County Title has also sponsored this video and this podcast. Uh, they bring better service for a better price. Ask for the best title service that has been serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478. This episode is also brought to you by Jess Hattervig of ERA Carroll Realty. Are you looking to buy, sell, or build a home? You're going to need an expert expert realtor in this area, especially in Sheridan with the kind of the housing boom we're having. Give Jess a call at 307-751-6924. Let's get into uh, this week's episode, episode 88. Welcome back in Wyoming knuckleheads. We didn't do that the last time, Zach. Yeah. That's my bad. Um, all right. First up, man, uh, just some short Sheridan and Johnson County news. Um, you know, first and foremost, I think everybody's probably aware of this, but uh, the health orders have been eased up, um, you know, from a state level. And then uh, looks like, you know, uh, I imagine Sheridan County has followed suit, huh, Zach? Yeah, I'm not sure about what Sheridan County has um past, but yeah, the state has started letting up on, uh, restrictions. Uh, this latest change is, um, attendance limits. So for indoor sure. and outdoor gatherings, um, I think beginning January 26th, indoor gatherings, uh, that incorporate social distancing and face coverings are permitted for up to 25% of capacity or 250 people. Uh, and then outdoor gatherings are twice that. It's about 500 people. Um, so Governor Gordon said Wyoming's making progress and coming closer to safely returning to more normal lives. Um, steps have been taken to um, that are helping to achieve this. Um, you know, as the vaccination rate increases, more people are getting vaccinated. Um, there will be more of an opportunity to kind of relax these restrictions. So Sure. You know, I find it not, not to bash on anything, but it's this weird, you know, he really, he releases this Thursday, Friday, and then the 26th is a Tuesday. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> they've started now. I mean, I, I don't know right. like how enforceable that anyways, this is my thought. So, yeah. but no, I mean, this was, this isn't a surprise. Wyoming's been seeing a decline the last right. f- four or five weeks, really since December. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and then now we've got the vaccine going out. So it makes sense. You know, uh, this is probably our slow, slow time tourism anyway. So we don't have to concern and worry about that. Um, so no, this is good news. And I think, um, you know, um, the vaccines getting out as best as can. So, right. Yep. And it does say in the, uh, the article that counties can opt out of these requirements if their own conditions are uh, different from the state. So I guess that would mean almost every County. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, maybe, I don't know yeah. if you're, you know, if you feel that if the County feels that they're, they're following these restrictions and their numbers are good, then they can, you know, ease up on these restrictions, but which should have been how it was done before. But right. You know, I mean, we started to go down that path and then we were just hit with the mask mandate. So, yeah. Um, Antelope Butte is uh, to host the special special Olympics winter games. That's exciting. Yeah. It was really cool to see. Um, you know, we, we did an interview with them back in December. Um, they are, yeah, they're going to hold the special win the special Olympics winter games. Um, so there'll be some communities competing. Um, uh, some people from Gray Bull and Thermopolis will be coming. Um, and let's see. January 29th, area three is Laramie. I guess, oh, I guess it's traveling. So, um, so I, uh, okay, let's see. <laughs> this is a confusing schedule that they put up here. Sheridan, uh, Special Olympic athletes in Sheridan County play host to uh, the games being held at Antelope uh, Butte Mountain Recreation Area Friday. So I guess that's today. Oh, nice. On the um, 22nd? Yeah. And then next week it'll be in Laramie. Uh, the week after that, it'll be in Terry Peak, South Dakota. Um, then it'll be back in Wyoming at Pinedale. Um, and then I think they'll end in Casper at Casper Mountain. So, uh, yeah, people are welcome uh, to to come and support uh, and cheer on local athletes as they qualify for upcoming statewide competitions. These competitions are in preparation for the state winter games that will be held virtually February 24th to the 25th. So pretty cool. Pretty exciting. Hopefully they, they should have some snow up there. We got some powder uh, last night down here. Yeah. Um, so hopefully there's some, there's some good snow up there for them. Yeah. I was hearing, I was hearing Antelope Butte got, got um, hopefully more than down here. So that is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also the, Backcountry Film Festival comes back here to town. Yep. Uh, the 16th annual um, uh, Backcountry Film Festival starts February 7th, which is a Friday. Um, it looks like you can attend virtually. Um, and then, of course, all pro- proceeds benefit the Wyoming Wilderness Association. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. So this year's program includes Lost by Brody Levin. Uh, last call for Moose Mountain, but Joe Fairbanks. There's a there's a whole bunch on here. Um, we can link this or or you know yeah, what, share it out. But is that on the press website or what's that? Uh, yeah, this is yeah. the Sheridan Press. Sheridan yeah. Press. You can find it on the Sheridan Press. Yeah. Um, is that at the Wyo Theater? Uh, yes. Yep. I would imagine. So. And then it's a virtual event. So yeah, awesome. Uh, and then uh, last kind of local stuff. Uh, Bennick earns uh, rooted in Wyoming's teacher of the year award. That's yeah. fantastic. This is really cool. So she is a, um, elementary teacher. 
Um, and over the past year, her science and STEM classes, um, and then also an after-school program that um, is for kindergarten to fifth graders, they have been gardening. They've been doing a bunch of different gardening activities. Awesome. Um, and so this organization, Rooted in Wyoming, uh, um, has a an award to recognize a teacher who demonstrates commitment, dedication, and creative use of their school gardening as a teaching tool. Um, and so she won, uh, see Jesse Bennick of Sagebrush elementary, $150 gift card, um, to use towards the purchase to enhance their, uh, their garden or classroom. So, uh, it's pretty cool. Cool to see she's engaging students and, um, getting them interested in, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, gardening, Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a valuable skill and, yeah. and kind of a fun hobby to learn and, right. um, bring the kids together. And that's awesome. Yeah. Rooted in Wyoming. That's a great thing. So, yeah. um, that's kind of all our local news, man. Um, I will say, you know, it is Friday. So, um, our basketball teams are playing Campbell County yep. tonight. Um, and they go to, uh, Thunder Basin tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. So it's the big, it's the kind of the start of the, I'm going to keep calling it the conference. They call it quadrants. Yeah. I think that's the dumbest thing. It's a, it's a conference. So <laughs> right. it's conference play. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll kind of, we'll probably recap that on Wednesday next week. So excited to see how the Bronx and Lady Bronx do. Yeah. Um, all right, Zach, let's jump into some state news. We got some different things, um, some interesting things. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I interviewed Ashley Herb Street. Um, is how you pronounce her last name. She's the executive director of uh, Wyoming Taxpayers Association. Um, so I kind of will give you that recap because you missed that interview. But yeah. um, anyway, some some first up, some stuff. So Anthony Bouchard of Cheyenne, he's a representative. Um, he's already thrown his, he's thrown his name into the ring uh, to run against Liz Cheney in 2022. Um, he made some comments, Zach, that I'm kind of like, I don't know if that's the best way to start you know, he made a comment about she needs to run back to Virginia. Um, he said, he said her vote or really, yeah, her vote on impeaching Trump was the worst thing to ever happen. Um, and then he said, like Cheney said some other things and I'm kind of like, man, I don't know if this is the best start for you to kind of almost slander her and kind of like, she didn't say that. Um, and you're kind of bashing her, like run back to Virginia. It's like, "Ah, I don't, I don't know if that's the best way to start there, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, (laughs) you know, we, we obviously recognize that people in the state are upset with her. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I said this the other day when we recorded on Wednesday, why, why are we fighting each other. Yeah. Why are we still fighting each other? Biden was just elected president. And I don't know if uh, we're going to talk about it because I put it in here. Biden today signed an executive order to stop work on uh, oil and gas work, new projects on federal lands. Yep. Why, why fighting each other over this stuff isn't going to get us anywhere. Yeah. And Anthony Bouchard's a representative. So it's like, Hey, we've got a big legislative session. Yeah. I'd probably like you more focused on running, you know, getting that done this year. Exactly. Than running against Liz Cheney. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, we're, I'm with you. I think it's ridiculous. And what's, what's sad is there's going to be others that throw their name. It's going to be a big race because of this, you know, and due to her, but we'll see. I think, I think if anything, like you said, if you're Liz Cheney, like big whoop, like I don't care. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think if anything, it's going to help her base, especially when we come to the 2022 election. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Um, 
yeah, that came out. And I think it came out Thursday or Wednesday night when you and I had been recording that episode. Mm, so, yep. um, this is wild. <laughs> we were talking about house bills. Um, yeah. so bestiality is still legal in Wyoming, <laughs> Gosh. uh, but not for long, <laughs> not for long. Wyomingites, uh, house bill 46 yeah. would make it illegal. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and we were just, just talking about like infighting, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think we all can agree on this one. <laughs> I don't think we need to talk I about this. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hit us up if you're not, I guess. I don't know. No, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, good. <laughs> We're coming out of the stone age here in Wyoming. I God. Guess. <laughs> well, and it was just like, remember we talked about that big, uh, shoot that big, um, uh, arch or not archery, but, um, what's it called? The super bowl of, of shooting, um, in Lander that's happening this year oh. and they're, and they're going to have their first women contestant. Yeah. And this yeah. event's been going on since like 1940. Yeah. This is another example of like, come on, like Wyoming. Yeah. God, like we're so behind in some things that I it's want, just like, I want to know what prompted this. Like who was like, Hey, we, we need to pass this, you know, like, I, I don't because I guess <laughs> there's there's a couple ways this happens. You personally know somebody yes who who is who did this who did this or you're like you're looking through and you're like hey we don't have a law on this we should maybe get on that. yeah like uh, <laughs> we should I should figure out we should figure out who's the sponsor of this bill and then ask him like how did yeah. this come about yeah, like, like <laughs> do you because yeah you're right it's it's either you know somebody right that did this or the state has an overwhelming number of people who are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> That'll be fun. We should do that to figure out what the heck's going on. Um, this is kind of interesting. Um, our, our Wyoming U S attorney. So he was appointed, um, you know, that's a, an appointed position. Okay. Um, so Clausen is his last name. He's going to resign at the end of the month. Um, the article was interesting because it said that he will take an unidentified position at the state. Yeah. Um, you know, I bet, I imagine it will come out when he resigns, you know, officially, uh, it, uh what that position is. Um, but the, you know, that is kind of a big deal on knowing who our U S attorney is here for the state. Um, you know, he wasn't really there for that long. So I'm kind of like, yeah, and he's not from here. Not, not that that's a bad thing, but it's kind of like, I don't know. You lose my interest a little when yeah. it's like, you're not a local guy and meh, meh, meh. yeah, <laughs> I mean, it looks like he's had about four years to, to, you know, get acclimated with Wyoming and the culture. Uh, he's a, a president Trump appointee. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what they announce. Um, I'm curious what position he's going to take at the state. You yeah. know, is it, would it be like some sort of, uh, probably got to be in the attorney general's office yeah, or, something. or so, something like that. So, yeah. um, just if anyone ever thought that was interesting, right. <laughs> um, where the heck is Hawk Springs, Wyoming, Zach? Um, so restaurant impossible the TV show with chef, uh, Irvine, I think this is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, so they did an episode in Hawk Springs, Wyoming, um, it's the only restaurant in Hawk Springs. And I'm like, why, what in the world prompted them to be in freaking Hawk Springs, Hawk Springs, yeah, Wyoming, Yeah, not rock Springs. Yeah. Hawk Springs. Um, I don't know. It doesn't even say where this is in the, I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Um, 
but like they win just 10,000 bucks or they get 10,000 bucks or something. Um, they're the only restaurant there in Hawk Springs. Um, I'm kind of curious. Like, it's like, I don't kind of want to watch this episode and see like, what the heck, uh, yeah. What the heck? Where is it at? It is in Goshen County. Uh huh. Um, so for those northeastern guys, side of the state, uh, yeah. Well, more more southeastern. Okay. Goshen. Um, oh, Goshen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So south of Torrington, uh, east of Chugwater. Ugh. Yeah. So middle of nowhere. I mean, they have one four roads, <laughs> uh, and the Emporium at Hawk Springs is the uh, is that restaurant. I think it's one of two. There's the Long Branch Grill. No, Long Branch Grill is the one that. Yeah, that was on the yeah. show. Yeah. And then the Emporium is the other uh, restaurant in town. Interesting. So I'm always curious on like, how does a TV show pick that spot? Like, yeah. how do you find Hawk Springs? I don't know. They sent in a really, really good audition tape. <laughs> I guess so. I it's like, uh, have you ever seen uh, Parks and Rec? Yeah. In the Andy Dwyer, like he's doing the uh, um, Survivor and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the other show he's applying for? But that's like the yeah, audition yeah. tape, <laughs> splitting open a fish. Like, on this, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's probably what they did, huh? Uh, anyways, good for them though. I mean, yeah. cool. They probably learned a lot from Chef Irvine and Mich- in Restaurant Impossible's the show. Sure. Um, I've seen it; it's kind of cool. It, you know, I mean, he teaches them some good, you know, restaurant tips. Yeah. Um, this is a cool article from the Trib. Um, one of the oldest grizzly bears, uh, in Yellowstone was tracked, um, and confirmed and, uh, super cool. 36 year old grizzly bear. So older than you and I, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it's funny. They, they talk about, they get a ding on the, on the tracker, um, or the, well, they find the grizzly, right? And uh, it's tranquilized, and they look at the tattoo, and it's one eight one sixty eight, and they go and look, and they're like, "What? This this can't be right." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, this this grizzly bear is thirty four years old, and um, was born in nineteen eighty six. So that's it, awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Just out there, mind his own business. Yep. <laughs> so. Conservation works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying conservation works. Let, let, let our conservation experts handle it and they can, they can figure it out. Um, talk to me about this story here. Um, so a Riverton man, he was shot by his wife. Is that correct? Uh, no, the other way around. He oh. shot. His oh, wife. he shot his wife. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's a very, very sad story. So get ready to be uh, depressed. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, here's the story. He was coming home. Um, and he was taking his concealed carry pistol to, uh, his gun safe in his bedroom. Um, and his wife was going to playfully spook him, scare him. Sure. Um, and so I guess she hid in a closet in the bedroom and, um, he just, you know, was was apparently focused on something and she jumped out and scared him and he thought, uh, she was either an intruder or something. And his reaction was to, to pull his gun and he fatally shot her, um, and so the uh, this was in Riverton. They announced uh, they're not going to be pro- they're not going to prosecute him. It was obvious it was an accident, um, but it's just a really really sad story. They said uh, their their reason to drop the charges were they like, obviously this was this was a mistake, and uh, to charge him would be just you know taking advantage of that of uh, his family you know, yeah. was in grief. So yeah, yeah, super 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 sad story. God, um, that sucks. Yeah. Um, 
And what's sad is it sounds like he was, he was putting it away. He was going to go put it away. Right. Yep. Um, Got home from a long day. He was going to go put it away. Uh, They have a teenage son um, and he was at the home when it happened. Oh my gosh. He, uh, he he heard the gunshot and then his, you know, father was yelling for help, trying, he tried to resuscitate her, uh, you know, called the ambulance and uh, yeah. So it's, it's just sad all around. It's, it's really, really sad. So. Thoughts and prayers to that family. That's yes. you don't, you don't wish that on anybody. Yep. Um, man, that stinks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The big, the big one that's going around Zach, um, obviously president Biden, um, on his, in his first couple of days, he signed a lot of executive orders. Yeah. One of the biggest ones is he suspended any drilling on federal lands. Um, he, he, uh, canceled the XL pipeline, you know, that was a big one too. Um, my big thing is how was anyone surprised? I'm seeing a lot of people surprised and angry and I'm like, he's, he campaigned on this. Yeah. I, what, how are you surprised by this? Um, and what's funny is like, I'm seeing people, I'm seeing people that, um, I know, on just by viewing their social media and how they took this election year mm-hmm. that they were not fans of Trump. Okay. And you know, who knows, maybe they didn't vote for Biden, but they didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. That's whatever. That's your right. Yeah. But I see them. They're surprised like, Oh, he canceled the XL pipeline. This isn't good. This isn't good with our relations with Canada. This isn't good for our jobs. And I'm like, yeah, did you miss something here? Like <laughs> Biden said that like all the democratic part, the people said they were going to do this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, are you guys like, and I'm just to a point, Zach, where I'm like, you just hated Trump so much that you, I guess, ignored the fact of some of these detrimental things. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, I think people don't realize the importance of our relations with Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to lose jobs and, you know, tribute. I, I, how do you say, say his, the prime minister's uh, name? Trudeau. Trudeau. He had a great speech where he's like, I don't, this is not acceptable, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, I think one, his big thing was, is Biden didn't really talk to him about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's right after his inauguration. Yeah. He signs it into action. And he's, yeah. and you know, and he's like, that's losing our jobs. That's losing our exportation. They export 40% out of there mm-hmm. through us. And then obviously U S loses job. And so I'm just like, I don't know how you're surprised now. Yeah. Trudeau, it's like, I would like you to speak with me. Like you're the new president. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm your neighbor. Like right. yeah. Can <laughs> um, we talk about this deal that's going to affect both of our yeah. countries. Yeah. Um, anyways, we'll keep it on the federal lands because Wyoming has a lot of federal lands that we drill on. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it's only a 60 day suspension. Mm-hmm. So it's one of these things where Zach, it's one of these things where we've said it before. Like you have to hold him accountable. Yeah. Like him just doing 60 days for you, climate change active activists that does nothing. Right. Right. He's making you feel good. And it's like, so then, so yeah. you're, you're, this is where it's like, your point's not valid then. Cause you're, you, you're letting him just like, ah, I did it when it's like, you really did not though. Right. Like, Right. You ruined people's livelihoods for 60 days. Yep, that's you're about pi- two months. You're pissing off our neighbor who we've, who yeah. we've started to get really good relations with. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not a surprise to me, Zach, we've been talking about yeah. it, but it, it's frustrating. I will say, I agree with governor Gordon coming after him and saying, this is bad for Wyoming. Yep. This is bad for our energy industry. That's trying to rebound. Uh, Barrasso's come out and said it, obviously, mm-hmm. um, whether you like it or not, 
we can have the discussion all day long about the transition or, you know, the quote unquote transition of fossil fuels. Um, we still need these industries. We still need these jobs. We still need this revenue. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I'll let you say what you have to say, Zach. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not surprised by it either. We, we saw it coming. Uh, we knew it. (laughs) Yeah. He says in the last debate, he's going to end, uh, fossil fuels and, and coal mining. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Um, it's aggravating that it's already happening. You know, these first hundred days, you know, that everybody uses to judge a president by their, you know, their first hundred days are just going to be reversing Trump era, um, you know, whatever it is, anything Trump is going to be trying, he's going to try and reverse it in some way yeah. fashion. Um, and yeah, my question is, so the, the BLM and the state just, you know, that 5,000 well project, yeah. does that get impacted by this too? Yeah. So it's suspended. Like no yeah. one. So even if one of those companies wanted to drill, they, they have to wait still. Yep. Um, now this is what I mean though. Like, um, we, a lot of companies here in the state of Wyoming front loaded all those permits with the Trump administration mm-hmm. because they knew, like we just said, yeah. we knew he was going to do this, but that's what I mean is, yeah. is it 60 days. Hey, guess what? 60 days ends. Those permits are still in line right. and it's going to happen. So it's kind of yeah. like, that's what I mean is like, you're, don't be tricked into this Oh, he did something. He's like, no, he right. didn't. And like, right. he, he's, he's into the Paris climate agreement, which yep. I'm like, yeah, let's see how that goes. The UN. And, and I think Trudeau even said that's dumb. Like we've, we've been, we've cut our emissions. Yeah. You know, cause, cause realistically the people that need to lower their emissions is China and Russia. Yeah. And they're in the agreement or they're not, I don't know. Are they in the agreement? They're probably not. China is. Yeah. And they don't do anything. And they don't do anything. And nobody, you know, just wag your finger at them. It's a, it's the UN thing, you know, like China, you need to do this. And they're like, what are you going to do about it? Make me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, no surprise to anybody in the energy industry. I'm just surprised that I see people that are surprised and I'm like, right. How, <laughs> you can't be surprised. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Uh, and I should, I, again, we try and keep this state stuff, but I think it is a real detriment to his beginning foreign policy wise where mm-hmm. Trudeau's like, you didn't even discuss it with me. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. At least Trump would say, I'm going to do this. And it's like, okay, at least I know where you stand. Yeah. You know, thanks for the courtesy call. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, anyways, I mean, we're gonna to continue on this kind of energy, especially Wyoming type stuff, Zach. Um, so there was an article out um, by Better Wyo. Um, they're kind of a. Um, well, let me just read their thing for you, Zach. Um, this is their on their website here. Um, we're building a better Wyoming good old boy politics and a quote unquote free ride from the fossil fuels industry. Won't cut it. Won't cut it for our state any longer. That's why we're educating, organizing and mobilizing Wyoming residents on behalf of statewide change. We're, we are the generation that must build a better Wyoming. Um, these guys are kind of like a think tank is how I, that's kind of how I see it. Um, so they're a grassroots, you know, think tank movement. Um, Anyways, we bring them up, Zach, because they did an article on that Albany County wind farm that's trying to come in. Okay. 
Um, first and foremost, the state land board, um, which is kind of the state agency for, for the school sections and stuff like this, they've approved it on the state lands part. Okay. So that's kind of one big hurdle this farm has to get through, right? Is the state has to approve it. So the state land board has approved it. Um, the private owners have to come to an agreement or the, the county, Albany County has to approve it. Okay. Okay. So that's the last big hurdle. Okay. Which is, I think is fine. Right. I think that's how governance works. Yeah. Okay. Um, this article here by better YO, you know, um, very opinionated, um, uh, you know, it, uh, what's the headline here? Um, let me pull this up. Um, landowner campaign in flames, anti-renewables attitudes to block Wyoming wind development. Yeah. And so, you know, they talk about, um, first Wyoming politicians have been powerless to save our coal, coal mines and oil field. I don't think that's correct. Um, I would say it's, it was more of a PR battle. You know, the coal mines didn't do a very good job of the applications of coal. And we've talked about this. Um, and I don't really want my politicians advocating for that. Um, they claim clean power development is in response to market forces. Um, oh, you mean all the hundreds of millions of dollars of federal subsidies that are provided to, right. you know, I guess we're calling that a market force. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess in a way it is. <laughs> I mean, it, and, and I was thinking about this today. I was like, you know, it kind of is, you know, it's, it's free money coming into the state. So I, I get it. Right. I right. mean, it's hard to ignore a company that's like, Hey, I've got 200 million. I can spend it. Yeah. Okay, but I think there needs to be a realistic like, yeah, but that comes from federal subsidies, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, You know, what I don't enjoy is this. Small group of wealthy landowners in Albany County, um, you know, leveraging rumors, misinformation, and Wyomingite suspicions about renewable energy. Um, I have no idea what these landowners have said, so I guess, you know, could be true. But what's the problem with if I own 60 acres, whatever it is, let's say 40 acres next to the state lands and I'm concerned about my property value. Right. That's my right. Cause that's my property. Yeah. Life, liberty and property. Right. What's the problem with me con- weighing my concerns about my property? Right. What if you have cattle on those? Are you lease them? Lease cattle. Yeah. Grazing rights on those. Lands? What if this company wants roads and stuff into these wind farms? Right. And they're not, you know, we don't know what's going on. You know, has the wind, has that company approached them about the road use agreements? Um, I know wind farms, some people just think it's just putting the propellers up and it's like, that's not the case because there's a lot yeah. of safety precautions. Right. And that's the, yeah. Do I run cattle there? Yeah. There's, there's kind of like a bubble. Um, I think some people don't know this. When those propellers get ice on them and they rotate, mm-hmm. those things can, uh, chunks of ice can fling off. And I mean, my, like 80, hundred miles an hour. Yeah. That could kill somebody. Fine. Yeah. So you obviously can't have cattle near it. Right. So, I mean, that's a consider, you know, so there's a lot of considerations here. And what's sad is this whole, like all oh, these wealthy landowners, it's like, yeah, but they own the land. Like, sorry right. that they own the land. Yeah. Like, I don't like this movement of, oh, you're a greedy, wealthy landowner. It's like, guys, that's 
property. Like it's their right. property. They have the right to that. Right. Um, and who knows, this might get passed through. So it's kind of like you guys kind of complained about nothing. You know, again, the state has already passed it. Who knows? Maybe the conversations are happening with these landowners about road use and in the lease and all that stuff. Right. Um, anyways, um, of course they're talking about the millions of dollars that can come from the project and all that stuff. And that's fine. And I get it. Um, it's just one of those, you know, we gotta be, we gotta be honest of where some of this money comes from again. Yes. It comes into the state's coffers, but right. You know, if the Biden administration continues this killing of fossil fuels, we're not going to have these subsidies. Yeah. So we got to make sure this is actually a reliable power source. Anyways, we've talked about it plenty yeah. of times. Um, yeah. And actually, you know, our note, you know, we, did we talk about XL energy Wednesday? Yeah. 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 They're, they're leaving Colorado. Yep. Yep. And this is what I mean. Like we need to dive into that. What, what's happening with XL energy? Why can they not make it work? Right. Um, they got $90 million in subsidies for that project. And they're telling the state of Colorado, Hey, we want out. Right. <laughs> we can't make it work. Yeah. And they're ready to pay $45 million of that to get out of it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> like what's happening here? Like yeah. we don't, um, we've said it, I'm not for, you know, fair gaming the fossil fuels industry, but I'm not also like, I don't want it to teeter to these companies, um, where they also kind of just get out scot-free and it, right. they, you leave the consumer with this problem of, Oh, now we've got this thing that we have to pay for. Yeah. Um, anyways, Zach, any thoughts on that too? No, I mean, pretty much in agreement with you. Um, we, we talk about it a lot. Um, and I, it just, it reminds me of like, I don't know if you've watched Yellowstone with, um, uh, oh, shoot. Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. Um, it, it's really good. And it deals with some of these situations, right? He is, he owns a ton of land and he uses it for his ranch. His main concern is protecting his ranch. You know, it's the lifeblood of his family. He's third generation, you know, yep. landowner. He's trying to keep it so that his family can keep living there for, you know, centuries to come. And you have outside interests, you know, people who want to develop the land and turn, yep. you know, they, they really, dramatize it, you know, turning it into ski resorts or whatever, but sure. it's the same principle here. Yeah. Using that land for, you know, trying to take out these other, uh, landowners, right. People who have lived there for, for years, for de decades, maybe even a century and are just trying to get by. Right. Yep. And, and so it's, it deal, it's a, it really takes a good look at that kind of culture. And, um, again, it dramatizes it a little bit, but it does give you an under, you're like, yeah, I, I sympathize yeah. with that guy. Yeah. He, he's not, he's like, he's kind of a bad guy in the, in the show. <laughs> but, but it's drama. They're but, dramatizing right. it. Yeah. But you understand why he's yeah. doing what he's doing. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you know, at some point we are going to have the president of the stock growers, Dave Kane. Awesome. Um, cause that's their mission, you know, is, is, is protecting that legacy in conservation. Mm -hmm. I think some, some people think ranchers are all about just protecting their land. And that's not the case. They're about preserving the land. Right. And then that's why the stock growers association started the stock growers land trust, which we would love to have them on. That's just, they're a different group. And this is a good turn into this Zach. 
I did not know this, but the Wyoming Stock Growers Association started Wyoming Taxpayers Association. Oh. Um, and I interviewed their executive director, Ashley Harp Street. So um, this is kind of, it ties in, right? Because this yeah. is, we're talking, these, these are, in, and Zach, it, it's funny because she was like, this is great. You guys are having the tough conversations. Like, yeah, that's what we want. Right. We don't want, we don't want these groups just going out there in, in, in controlling the conversation. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause it's going to be one-sided. Um, people will attack each other with emotions and it's like, we're not really having a conversation now. Like yeah. we're just, we're doing this where it's like, Oh, you're a greedy landowner. It's like, well, that's not the case. We don't know what's going right. on. Okay. So anyways, um, just, that was kind of my triumph segue into that. Um, <laughs> um, and really it's a shout out to the stock growers association of, they've done some really great state for great things for the state. Yeah. Um, I want to give you a recap, Zach, cause you kind of missed the interview. Yep. Um, so kind of her big key points, um, were a couple of these things that I got from the conversation is, um, in the last 10 years, you know, the state legislative has cut down the overall budget by a billion dollars over 10 years. Okay. And that's actually pretty significant. And I was like, Oh, that's actually, okay. That's not bad. Now I think we've increased spending in some things. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of some of those discrepancies of yes, the overall budget's been decreased, but there are still some areas where we continue to increase spending and I'll get into that. Sure. Um, However, so we have decreased it, but we still have been using the rating day fund. Right. Okay, Which is people are saying we're not using. No, we have been. Right. Yeah, well, but, but the, the thing is like publicly, right. Aren't leg haven't legislators been saying, Oh no, we haven't used it. We're not, we are. Right. Right. But we have, and right. the dirty the, little secret is, well, and, the, and, we the, have. And, <laughs> and I'll get into this cause there's a big elephant in the room mm -hmm. of why and Bo Biteman, Senator Biteman hit on this. Yeah. Um, so anyways, those, those were some big ones. Um, another big key I took and don't take this as she said it was the problem. Uh, it's, it's a fact. Okay. So yeah. th this is, this is data that they've had, you know, um, the taxpayers association has been around since 1937, long time. Um, but the government spending ratio to revenue. So the government spends nine bucks to my $1 of tax that I pay. Okay. Okay. That's a nine to one ratio. Yeah. That's a pretty big ratio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm surprised that it is the ratio is that, and we've cut the budget. So it's like, holy cow. Right. Like imagine like, <laughs> which were we spending before? Exactly. Yeah. And, and people aren't considering like inflation, like, and we'll get into the fossil mm -hmm. fuels thing. So, um, Oh, actually, sorry. The next big point over the last couple of years, I'd say, I think it was 10 years is what, I don't know, or probably since 2000, I think is when they, they had a big study in 2000 about, uh, you know, our reliance on fossil fuels Okay. since that study we have cut. So take again, we've cut our budget down overall budget. Okay. okay. Um, even with a nine to one ratio, we, and we have also cut our reliance on fossil fuels by 15%. Okay. It used to be almost 75% of our budget was fossil fuels. Yeah. Okay. okay. Which, yeah, that's huge. Like anyone would say, yeah, that's a big reliance. So we got to cut that down. So it's almost 50% now. So we're, um, or sorry, that'd be 25 or 20%. Sorry. So it was like 65. Anyways, it's, yeah. it's down about 15% on the reliance scale sure. and we're about at 50%. Okay. Okay. Um, those are some big things. 
another thing was, this was surprising. Go check out the interview. Ashley did say, our general fund right now is balanced. The governor and the legislative le- legislative body in 2020, we have balanced the general fund. Okay. Okay. But now catch this. Except for <laughs> the big elephant. Right. Our K-12 budget. Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. And you'll hear it in the interview. I was like, hold on. You just said we're balanced, but we're not balanced. And she's yeah. like, well, this is the big trick is the general fund does not fund K-12. K-12 gets its own funding. Sure. Which yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm with you there. But I'm like, but this is where our problem is, is we've yeah. balanced our quote unquote general fund. Right. But we have done nothing to the K-12. Mm. Es- essentially. is Right. What, is, is, right. right? So, um, and I, again, so, and that deficit right now is 298 million. Um, that's our current, right. that's what it is right now. Um, and obviously we've talked about, people are saying just cut that by about a hundred million. Right. And Ashley didn't really have, it, there needs to be more discussion about that. Cause, it, and we, right. and we right. had this discussion but with it, ourselves about how do we do that? You right, know, right. Right. That's that number is down though, from what it was several months ago when they said yes. 500 million. Yes. Right. So, yep. And again, this is where she congratulated the governor and the legislative body. We like, right. Cause this is big news for me. I think Yeah. our general fund is balanced. Right. We're balanced. This is really good news. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. It yeah. is. And so it's like, okay, so we just have to, now we just have to come up with $300 million, but, right. um, and it's scary that it's like, wow, we kind of left K 12 for last. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ashley said it wasn't that their last, you know what I mean? Like they did it purpose. It's because of how it's set up. Right. Right. Which I think, I don't know there needs to be discussion about, well, that's not okay. Like, sure. I think, I don't know. It should all be one budget, but anyways, but yeah. it's is all it be, about, so is it because though that, but the fossil fuel, uh, the money we get from, uh, minerals and stuff like that goes into K-12 is, is that why they separate it? So no, remember Senator Biteman mentioned that in, when was it? 2000 something. Mm-hmm. They made that change of revenue streams okay. into the K-12. Sure. And that's what he's talking about okay. is they made it a completely separate out of the general fund, I see. which okay. causes this problem where it's like, yeah, it's in, it, it's in the budget, but it's not, it has sure, its own sure. budget. Okay. Right? All right. And I mean, I can see the, I can see the benefit of it because we, it's its own block, mm-hmm. but everything else has its own block in the general right. fund. Right. Um, we're, this is where the issue is, is now, look, we've left it for last. Yeah. And now anybody that's like, we got to cut it. They're like, oh, you hate education. And it's like, I don't hate uh, This right. is, we've, we've neglected <laughs> we set, it. For yeah. So we long. set it up yeah. in this way that it doesn't make sense. And now people right. are going to use it as, oh, you hate education. Right. It's like, no, like, <laughs> right. uh, it's probably been the same attack they've used for years on it. Absolutely. So, so yeah. um, and then, uh, last thing, you know, cause we want people to listen to it. Um, her big goals, her, she called them her Super Bowl goals for 2021 is these, these, these things. We have to make spending cuts, right? We, I mean, we're still in a $300 million deficit. Um, the facts still show we need to spend our money better, Mm -hmm. um, and or cut spending. Okay. Um, and we're going to get into some of the education stuff, Zach, but, um, that's number one, reform our structures, which is kind of the same thing, right? We need to make sure we're more efficient with what we're doing. And then she's like, then we do those two things first. Then we discuss 
tax reform yeah. in, in a new tax, in, in new taxes, sure. you know, right. Sure. Um, now that's the trick though, is I think, right. We all want this immediate fix. Right. Um, so anyway, so, yeah. um, yeah. In, in, and with that being said, so she's been great. Cause then she listened to our show and she was like, okay. And she did some digging for us too. She talked to some of these sponsors and was like, explain this real quick. Cause you sure. know, she needs to know. Yeah. Um, so our mistake on the Senate bill resolution one, the amendment mm-hmm. to the constitution. So how the constitution sits right now, the session, the legislative body makes the decision. Okay. So the people don't get any, any say on a tax tax bill right now. Okay. Okay. Now counterpoint, we elected them. So in right, a sense, we do have a vote, right? right? Okay. So that's how it sits. So the amendment does make sense that it says the people do get a voice mm-hmm. or the session has to make a majority, right? Okay. So, um, I think it, it does bring in a good conversation of two things. Cause the constitution says this, the legislative session, the general session mm-hmm. has to be balanced budget. Okay. So you can't leave a session though. Yeah. With like, say a proposal for a tax bill to the people, if we're out of, if we're not balanced. Sure. So this amendment would kind of counter that. Right. Cause then it's like, well, we have to let the people vote. Okay. And it's like, well, but now we're not in a balanced budget. Sure. You know? So okay. anyway, so I, I'll admit that that was kind of our mistake. We had thought right. that people had the vote, but well, and we were still, I mean, the whole thing was confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and she, and she had to call the co- the sponsor Senator and be like, explain this like this, yeah. you know, cause she's not a lawyer and it's kind of like, come on guys. Yeah. And our big thing was when we were reading the article, we were like, this is freaking archaic. Like you and I read it like 10 times and we're yeah. like, this makes no sense. Right. And the, and whoever wrote it, not to bash whoever it was, but it's like, all right, no, I am bashing you. Yeah. Cause it was like Wyoming sentences of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Wyoming people are reading this yeah. and it's confusing and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's not that hard to say, Hey, the constitution reads this way. This is what the amendment would do. Right. Bing, bang, boom. We just did it. Well, and I understand, you know, legalese is, you you know, they write these things in a certain way, but I can read the constitution and understand what the constitution means. Right. The U S constitution, the state constitution. I read those two sentences and was lost. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So anyway, so, well, I'll make that apology on us. You know, that's something we probably need to work on a little better. Um, some two ideas that Ashley brought up, um, just giving her a shout out, some things to, to pay attention to is um, these things called special districts, you know, or like counties get special tax. They can, they can have their own tax levies and tax levers. Okay. So Colorado has been doing this and it's, and it's fascinating because you go into a different County, you know, and they've got a different tax for something else versus a different County. Okay. So that was something that she mentioned off air of like, those are things we need to be paying attention to Mm -hmm. because that gets whack real quick. Sure. Um, and those get used, those get used as like, Oh, this will be our, you, you know, uh, kind of like a saving grace. And it's like, no, cause then it just gets more confusing. Right. Um, the last thing is, and I think it's interesting. We've heard, I've heard this been bounced around up here in Sheridan, um, is the school districts, the counties. Um, and this is something that Senator Biteman mentioned about 
trying to figure out are the state are the state allocated money for education for K-12 being used in the correct way? Mm-hmm. This could be a solution about, look, Sheridan County, you've got three districts. They're all under one Sheridan County district, okay? And we eliminate, um, you'd be eliminating some administration, right? Some, some superintendents and things like that. Um, I don't know if that, you know, now, yeah. um, we, we, you and I, we're going to, we're going to talk about this off air cause there's ways to figure out what <laughs> counties and stuff. Anyway, she brought up examples of there are small counties in the state, you know, the allocated money is like 13,000 or whatever it is. Sure. It's supposed to be. If you go listen to Senator Biteman's, he gives yeah, you the actual number. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Per kid. Yeah. yeah. But due to, you know, size of numbers and it's county county, mm-hmm. right? So some school districts are getting, you know, 23,000 per kid or 50,000 per kid. And then it's like, so you've got a superintendent only supervising 200 kids mm-hmm. and he's getting paid like say Craig Doherty. Yeah. We got to look at that and be like, okay, one, are those kids up to par? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So we're paying you what? And we're paying the kids, you know, we're, this is what yeah. we're talking about. And, or you look at like Sheridan County school district too. And it's like, we probably could give you more because you're doing really good. Yeah. Right. See, and that makes sense to me because it's performance based. So anyways, that was an idea that those were two ideas, I guess that she's like, these are things that need to start the conversation. Yeah. I do. um, So I think the press published, I think it was when we took a little bit of a break over Christmas. Right. They looked at that um, because they consolidated uh, Arveda, uh, Arveda, yep, Claremont. Claremont. Yep. And they looked and they said it didn't, it really didn't save them much money. And so when you look across, if we were, if we were to combine, uh, Sheridan County school districts, one, two, and three, there are probably some programs that SCSD two offers that SCSD one doesn't offer or that SCSD three doesn't offer. And now that they're under that same, uh, district, you do have to offer those at those schools now. Yep. So sure, we're maybe saving money on administration, but sure. we're probably spending almost the same yep. amount to offer those, yep. those uh, you know, programs or whatever to those, to those other schools. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, it, but it's, it's an interesting thing and there's, um, yeah, it's worth some sort of conversation on, well, what, what does that kind of, that look like? So it, well, and like you just said, it, it, it spurs a conversation to look into it, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Sheridan County would look and do that exact thing that you just did. Okay. Let's do a cost breakdown of if we bring it all together. Okay. But now if we kept some of these programs and now we have to offer them to all the schools, it's going to, you know, and then it's like, ah, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, that's fine. You, you at least went through it and talked about it. That's the thing is sometimes the teacher unions and groups are like, no, 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 no. Right. And it's like, your job's fine. All right. we're saying is it's one administration. Right. You know, what's the problem with that? Yeah. Um, if anything, you're not getting micromanaged, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, and actually too, then that conversation does also spur this sack. And I, this does get kind of weird. And I, you know, uh, I'm a big proponent of education. Don't get me wrong, but this, that would also, you talked about programs come mm-hmm. some of these outside programs. Then there's the conversation of, could we outsource that privately? Okay. Can people pay for that? And like here in Sheridan, not that I want it to happen. Okay. Yeah. But here in Sheridan, the community here, I think would be able to fund that privately. You know what I'm saying? Through a nonprofit. Does that make sense? Yeah. The community could come together and say, Hey, if we need, 
more special ed funds Mm -hmm. that could happen. Right. Sure. And that's, and it's, but see the government, the, the, the district has to show like, Hey, well we did this, right. We consolidated, cut some staff, administrative staff. Okay. You know, the community you're going to have to, anyways, I don't, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those. And then like, it's like what Cyrus Western said about the athletics. Okay. So now the community, you might have to have pay for athletics too. Right. Right. This, all these things aren't a, a one size fit all. Like there's going to have to be that conversation of, Hey, we still have to cut this. We still have to cut right. this. Right. Um, anyways, but yeah, no, that's, you bring up a good point though. Like, yeah, I mean, there are probably some counties that it's just not going to make sense. Right. And Sheridan or the school districts up here not just Sheridan school district, but one and two and three, we do really well. And it's kind of like, maybe we don't do that, you know? Um, right. But because, because we prove that we are getting the bang for the buck. Right. Whereas you look at some other counties and you're like, you know, your scores are terrible. You guys are doing terrible, you know, sorry. (laughs) Right. But yeah. And I mean, to go back to that, if Arveda Claremont was to be consolidated into SESD two, which I think was what the article was talking about. Right. We have AP courses and I mean, AP teachers, you, you can't just be an AP teacher, right? Like you have to yep. have yep. a master's, I think at least. Yeah. And then you'd to have to that. provide so that then, to those right. kids. So yes. whether they're, you know, I guess now it might be easier to maybe zoom them into an AP US history mm. class at the high school, but still, even then the infrastructure out there in Arveda probably isn't, probably isn't strong enough to do that. Yeah. So you're looking at either busing kids into town or hiring uh, an AP uh, accredited teacher yep. for that school. Or so, that but, teacher, that teacher loses an hour or two hours, right? You'd have right, to travel to, to get out there. there. Yep. Yeah. And then now you have to have another teacher to pick up the slack. Right. Yeah. And so again, I'm, if you have six kids, how many of those kids are taking AP? Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but you're right though. These are ideas that are out there mm-hmm. and, and need some consideration. Yeah. So, so, um, and this is where I want educators involved, right? Yeah. Um, you're an educator. See, we have, we got an educator's input on an idea and it's like, okay, so we're working through this. Um, last thing, this came out, this came out yesterday night over zoom. Mm-hmm. This will be discussed, um, in March heavily. Uh, it's house bill 61 It was sponsored by Harshman out of Natrona. Um, it is called a school refinance calibration bill. The name is misleading because remember we just talked about K 12 has its own revenue stream, right? Okay. So if I'm recalibrating the refinance of it, that means we're discussing a new tax sure. into that fund. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave that where it is. <laughs> they will discuss it in March. Do not be tricked by the name. Yeah. Remember K 12 has its own budget block. Just think of it. It's its own budget. Right. Okay. So if we're saying recalibrate refinance a separate budget, that means, Oh, so we're thinking of a new way to tax and create revenue. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Um, I don't know anything else about it cause it was just, it was kind of just proposed last night sure. okay. and it'll be discussed later on. So, yeah. um, a lot of stuff there in regards to, uh, state news, you know, again, a lot of bills and tax and, and, and revenue, you know, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of all I have to say, Zach, I think that was pretty good there. Yeah. 
talked a, a lot. We got a lot in there, but I'm uh, I'm definitely going to go listen to that interview with Ashley because that sounds super. It's very informative. You'll yeah. learn a lot. Um, yep. She was great. Um, we're going to have her on again. So uh, that's your episode 88 for this week. Mm-hmm.